All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey there, guys. It's Rachel at the Healthy Hustle Podcast. This week's episode, we are diving into email marketing. So one of the things that coaches always say to me is, can you tell me what email marketing is, the different types of email marketing, and most importantly, how do I get my potential client to actually open my emails? You might be in a situation where you're nurturing your list. You might be in a situation where you're launching. A lot of people launch in September, October. They're prime months. Then we get into the other prime months of January, February, March. I mean, April is even great. May is even great. So we really want to talk about what you can do to increase those open rates. So today I'm going to have Michelle break it down in a few different ways. Her being a copywriter, this is definitely her wheelhouse. And I would say, grab your favorite smoothie, a green juice, or go for a great run or do some yoga and listen to this episode because it is going to blow your mind. All right, Michelle, let's talk all email marketing. Tell me the difference between the different types of email marketing. Yeah. So I think one, there are many different types of email marketing segmentation and all kinds of things like that. So I think to keep it super simple and for, for health coaches to really look at the two most important, usually you're either in a nurturing phase for your email list, which is when they first opt in and you send them nurture emails, when you send your nurturing you know, newsletters, however frequently you're doing that, or you're usually in like a promotional launch type of something, whether you're promoting, you know, something that you're offering or you're cross promoting, or you have a network marketing product that you're promoting. So those are usually the two ways that like health coaches are usually in whichever phase, right? And nurturing is really more about providing high value content and keeping your email list engaged, keeping them excited and interested, eager to like open up your email, you know, they're getting something super valuable about it. They're learning something and that might even include super high value, like no opt-in masterclasses or. That's my favorite. I mean, that's a strategy that you and I use during a launch. We actually did two nurture emails where it was like, open up, no opt-in required, grab this Canva template. Or I think another Mm -hmm. one, grab these four blogs just to get people to use to opening up that email so that mm-hmm. when those promo emails came, they weren't like, eek. yeah, we're already kind of in the mood, which yeah. is email marketing is all about. It's kind of like dating and nurturing that, nurturing your ideal client to get to that place where you actually commit. 
Exactly. And then I even think with the promo, especially just coming from like the coaching background and being like a health coach myself in any kind of coaching in general, like your emails are an opportunity to kind of coach your reader a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it shouldn't always seem like, you know, oh, I have this great offer for you, you know, for X amount of dollars. It should really be like, why do they need it? Like how it can work for them and show some proof of how it worked for other people. Kind of like that story driven approach. Even if you don't have clients yet, you can start with your own story or family or people you've helped. And, you know, there's, there's always a way to spin a story into the mix and really connect with your readers when you're in a promotional sequence. So it doesn't always seem like that for lack of a better term, like bro type of marketing. <laughs> That's like super salesy, you know, no one really wants to always be sold to. Well, and I think we identify with stories also. I mean, one of the best things for social media strategy, which we're not talking about right now is really to come story driven. We talk yeah. about those categories showing up on social media, like your why behind the scenes, your story, mm-hmm. your inspiration, and not that our whole business is about us, but we want our ideal client to identify with us and identify with the stories that we're telling so that they do warm up to us, go on that date with us and eventually become paying clients. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that when you can nail down those two aspects of marketing, you know, with email marketing, then you can kind of branch off and segment your list a little bit more, you know, and that that might look like just to kind of give a general overview, like if somebody clicked the link on your sales page in your promotional sequence, but they didn't buy, maybe you should fire off an abandoned cart sequence, or maybe somebody said they were going to register, click the link to register for your masterclass, but then they didn't show up. Right. So there's advanced segmentation and there's like advanced email marketing. But I think the, the if you can just master, just like with social media, you usually want to master like one or two platforms before doing everything else. If you can master nurturing all the time, like, you know, every time you send an email, every time you have an opt-in of any kind, and if you can master that story driven type of approach for promotional marketing, then you can kind of step into the advanced level marketing without stress or, you know, having missing pieces beforehand. Well, and have a clear picture of what that advanced segmentation is going to do. Yeah. Actually targeting what the goal of that segmentation is for. Let's talk about even sending an email when, when that person has not opened that email. Talk about email marketing strategy where you can resend to those people. Yeah, I think the one thing that I've just done ever since they they came out with it, <laughs> as soon as like the platforms were like, you can send to unopened, I was like, yes, because I, you know, a lot of times people might think, well, you know, my emails are dead or emails aren't working, but like, you don't have to bury the email because the open rate wasn't great. You can, there's like a, just a way, usually most every single platform is now to just fire it off again. You can resend to un, unopens. The default setting is usually like resending in the subject line with a subject line. I wouldn't do that. I would change the subject line or say something like you missed this or, you know, just something to kind of pique their interest. And then they tally it. And so you'll see your, your open rate increase sometimes by like maybe 15 or 20% more people have opened it. And then you get a combined open email rate. Sometimes it's as simple as 
the wrong timing of sending your email or they were just busy or that not knowing when your ideal client's actually going to be sitting on a computer or on their phone. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that we test out. I think that's a great point that you just brought up. There was a time where it was like Monday morning was the best time. Then Mm -hmm. it was Thursday morning. And I think we've tried out all different ones, like night emails have great open rates from, for my ideal client, because they're sitting there on their phone you know, getting ready for bed. We wouldn't say that's the best for biohacking. (laughs) A lot of people scroll that email. I've done Saturday mornings. I've really tested to see what works for me. And I find that that six o'clock email really works best for my list, but it's finding what is the best time that your ideal client is going to be opening that email. Yeah. I think a lot of that might even come intuitively, like really thinking about your ideal client. I have so many people always ask me, what's the best open times? And I'm like, I can show you studies, but they change every year. And sometimes they change mid-year. You know, you look on HubSpot and they'll tell you, you know, 6 a.m., you know, and weekends aren't as better and, and things like that. But it really depends on when your ideal client is free. If you know that they work a nine to five, it would make sense to not send emails from nine to five, (laughs) unless it was their lunch break. You want to hit them either before you want to hit them either after, right? So just Saturday morning, like a Saturday morning at like seven or eight or nine. Exactly. I mean, if they're at their computer, you know, and like they have a desk job, like you should just intuitively kind of know like what they're doing. And a lot of times your ideal client is often you, you know, a couple years prior, however many years prior. So you kind of know a little bit, you know, if, if you're focusing on busy moms, you know, they might be, I mean, I know I check my email first thing in the morning, usually, <laughs> you know, when I'm drinking like my coffee, it's like something I do, you know, it's just habitually for me. So I just always look at it from like, well, who's your ideal client? What are they busy doing? And when do you think that they're sitting down in front of, you know, to open up their habits to really understand like, what is their day? And I think that gives us that. Well, I think it's important when we're also crafting our emails to bring that intuition into our emails and to really sit back and say, what would my ideal client look at as a high value email when you're nurturing Mm -hmm. or even promo? To really yeah. sit there and think of that person getting that email and their life during the day that they're experiencing, like what's actually happening for them. Yeah. And you might even be able to get some insight, at least into mobile use. So if you have a free Facebook group and you look at your insights, it'll tell you like when your members are most active. I mean, it might be a shot in the dark, but it's worth it to test that same time frame because typically most people who are using social media are on their phone. And then if they have their pinged notifications on, if you send an email, you'll see it. So I like to kind of coincide anyone who has a free Facebook group with the timing of when their members are most active to when it's best to send emails to. Unless obviously you're in a promotional, you know, launch and things are timed, you know, you're 24 hours, you're 12 hours. Same things with webinar promotion emails. It's Mm -hmm. like, they're going to be timed at like 24 hours until Mm -hmm. the class, 12 hours until the class replay. And then if you're doing promotional emails after that. Yeah. So it's really more for like, if you're looking for more engagement in your nurturing side of things, definitely lean into some of the data you already have. And sometimes I know MailChimp does it. Some other ones do it, you know, for email marketing, but they can, you can optimize the send time based on the data, like oh, yeah. has pulled. And you can sometimes send it based on their time zone. Yes. Which I think is always good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have to admit, I don't always do that. <laughs> so I send yeah. a, like a proven time that I find really works. But yeah. as we said, I mean, times change and, and we have to really keep our, our eyes peeled and collecting data so we know what time mm-hmm. to send. Let's move on to the next email subject lines. I know there's a lot of email subject lines, different types of email subject lines. So can you kind of talk to us about that? Yeah. So there's like curiosity driven subject lines where maybe, (laughs) yeah, like you're kind of, you're not telling them exactly what's in the email, but you're just leaving like a little curiosity, like, Hey, want to know how you can get, you know, whatever result it is, you know, or something like that. And so you're not telling them in the subject line, what's the content inside. They have to open it up to figure that out. Right. That would be one. Also emojis, just like Aside from the copy, oh, well, emoji. you're an emoji lover too. <laughs> yeah, it's like because it, you know, even just looking at my own inbox, like I have a couple of, e- I have a lot of email addresses, like personal, business, things like that. And I notice in one of my spam email accounts that I have that, like, I've just signed up for a ton of stuff and they just flood my email inbox. The ones that stand out are the ones with like bright colors, you know, like red emojis, you know, if there's a sale, a flash lightning, if there's, you know, a sale going on, like I pay attention to those more than anything else. I also think it's really important to look at, it depends on which email marketing platform, but Kajabi does this, ConvertKit does this, some other ones, but look at your spam score. Entreport does it, you know, and you'll see like, you don't want your subject lines to be too long. You don't want them to get cut off on a mobile device. Always send yourself a test and make sure that you kind of test just the formatting. You know, if it's more of a, let's say you're giving a high value tip, like the three ways to lose weight without dieting or something like that, that might be something you want to capitalize, right? Each title case, you know, but if it was just like want to, you know, want to, want to see three ways you can lose weight or, you know, three, you know, something like that, or want to lose weight faster than dieting or something like that, then don't capitalize everything. Make it look like you just asked the question, like a, a normal sentence, you know? So there's like the conversational type subject lines. And then they're the ones that look more, I would say almost corporate professional type. And those are great if you're sending like a high value blog or like a video like vlog or, you know, something like that. So if it's tip based, if it's very blog style, I would say like title case things, right. That'll stand out. Otherwise do lowercase, you know, you could even feature a very, you know, a, a client story, you know, whatever their name is, you know, lost five pounds in my detox program, you know, here's how, you know, and just kind of showing some proof right there, you know, in the subject line and just getting people excited, you know, to, to read it. And then that also goes right back to your niche and it goes right back to the problems that you solve for them. So you also want to make sure that your emails are always in alignment with what you coach on. That's read my mind. I was was thinking one thing we hadn't said is that you really want to make sure that your emails are aligned with what you offer, your coaching Mm -hmm. services. I mean, I think, and also really understanding why people buy from you. I think Mm -hmm. it's one thing I always ask coaches like these questions when they'll get on a discovery call. And I'm like, what are your client's biggest problems? What do you want to help your client do? And always in the help is I want them to feel better. I want them to feel lighter. I want, you know, real kind of generic stuff that we tend to say when we're at the infancy of our coaching or we're not clear. 
But when we get into the problems, I always say, well, here's a list of the symptoms, but like, tell me what this person wants to achieve Mm -hmm. and really knowing, you know, why they buy from you and having some of those nurture, those nurture emails. And also that promotional, of course, lead to the reason that they want to actually buy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important to just be relevant to what they're looking to solve. (laughs) You know, I've seen, I mean, I always get with all the coaches I've worked with over the years, I always end up on their email list because I always like test emails. Right. So I still get them in like more of my, you know, spam email account. And I look at things and sometimes, sometimes it does boggle my mind, you know, like when I see someone sending an email that has nothing to do with what they coach on, you know, and it's just like, don't just send quality. Don't just is always send something to send yeah. something. Make yeah. sure it's quality. Yeah. And, you know, there are times that I feel uninspired. Like, let's just say behind the scenes, the truth. I've been seeing a lot of entrepreneurs coming out and talking about like, mm-hmm. we have these different seasons where we feel yeah. sometimes totally uninspired. If it's like a season like that, I'm going to sit there and spend a oh, little more yeah. time to go back and say, what PowerPoint presentation could I send as like videos each week? Sometimes we don't have to just send something to send something. We can really sit there and think, what could I actually do for my list? Like what freebie could I give this month? And then base all my nurture emails off of that. And then sometimes there's also that time where we just say, I'm not sending an email. It's important to be really consistent, but it's also important to not send shit. Exactly. Exactly. Honestly, like I see it all the time. And I think it's so important because just in general, like in in running any type of business, you know, I I recently just caught a story from someone who had a very big following, like one plus million, won't name any names, and they're taking like a mental health break. And I just think it's really important to kind of normalize that, you know, and so like, don't, just do it because you think you have to do it. You know, maybe your email marketing that week could just be like leading to a discovery call. Maybe you feel like serving on a discovery call, but you don't want to create, you know, like you don't want to send something else, you know, so do that, you know, or you want to lead them to a free masterclass and not have to worry about, you know, getting it all together in an email. Like it can be so simple. So it's really just important to make sure that it feels aligned as well. Well, and sometimes I think that it's also important to bring this up because I do love that you talked about normalizing that. I know there was a time where I really had to step back. I see a lot of entrepreneurs. I know one who has a huge following and took an eight-week social media break, but she still consistently sent emails. And I would say it wasn't every week. It was more like bi-weekly, but emails that were also talking about why she took this break. Exactly. Being transparent in the moment. I think that also it's important to sit there and say, especially if you have content from us, you can always take a blog from that program folder, turn it into a newsletter. We also have the newsletter package, Mm -hmm. Um, but you can also go into a freebie that you have or a program and pull content from a program or freebie. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much to make it super easy and who doesn't love recipes. So when all else fails, send one of those. a recipe book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and it's so true because there, and that's going right back to like your niche and knowing like your signature programs and knowing like your signature freebies, because if you had those to pull your content from, then it wouldn't, yeah. 
feel so overwhelming. Like, I think a lot of times people don't maybe know their niche yet, or you're still discovering it, you know, they don't know some of the symptoms. And I think that's one of my favorite is I'll never forget sending an email that I put together at the last moment, because I had gained like four pounds overnight. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is going on? And it's my probiotic stopped working. So mm-hmm. I this email, like I gained four pounds overnight, this curiosity subject line yeah, and said exactly how I switched my probiotic, what I did to de-bloat, what I did get all that excess water out. And I landed like five clients just from that email. It was like during even Christmas time, Christmas and Hanukkah, perfect time to send something like that. But it's mm-hmm. like, it was easy to write because I had that symptom list. I knew exactly what to write. It was easy. And I led people straight to a discovery call. Yeah. And you also pulled from your own like truth and your own story, which I think is, is really important. A lot of times when people face like those road bumps, when it comes to email marketing, it usually comes from the place of you saw somebody else's email. You're wondering how you can make your email look just as good as theirs, (laughs) you know? And there's like that competitive, like not on purpose, but it's that comparison thing going on rather than just saying what you really want to say and showing up how you really want to show up. That's really going to help you nurture. That's really, truly one of the only ways that you Ah. can Let me just clap because you know what? I've also been seeing people talk about like showing up authentically. And Mm -hmm. it's very hard if we are going through a bump in our health or we're going through a journey. It doesn't mean you have to tell everything, but it's very hard to show up. It would be very hard for me to show up if I didn't say I was in extreme burnout last year to the Mm -hmm. point that I felt like depressed and anxiety and all that stuff. It would be complete BS, me being like, oh my God, living my greatest life, which I am living my greatest life. But this was something that really happened that I've been able to like make some major changes in my life, restructure my business, restructure my mind, rewire all these things. And those are things that I talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's list building strategy, social media strategy. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the same thing. Like even just thinking about like what the whole world went through. I watched this really cool movie yesterday, actually. It was called Alone Together with Katie Holmes, I believe. And it was about during like the whole pandemic. And it was like the situation that happens, a cute little romantic love story. But it was kind of crazy because it showed visually what we all collectively went through in the entire yeah world, you know, you know, that when the moment when they had to put masks on for the first time and they couldn't even order for the restaurant and things were closing down and, you know, all these crazy things, like not only did we all go through that and probably didn't like, we're still like seeing the aftermath of what that actually affects us, our mindset or everything that we, how we show up in the world because the world changed and yeah. your clients are pretty much, you know, they're dealing with that too, you know? So really speak to them on that level of how and they're dealing with, especially if you've gone yeah. through this health journey, similar to your clients, you've dealt with it or you've yeah. dealt with it in some capacity. So it's like, I think those times that were really honest in our email marketing, but with a solution, let me just say this, whether it's social media or list building, that authenticity is important, but we don't want to just have our social media and list building be a diary. So really think of what is the problem? What's the solution? How are you handling it? How can it benefit that reader? Exactly. And sometimes it's to inspire them, you know, like, and think about it from your niche, you know, perspective. If you're like, 
you know, a hormone coach and, you know, you're looking back at just the world, let's say in the last two years, like, did that trigger anything in your own hormones? Or maybe you noticed an influx in clients coming or how in. Is stress, how is stress yeah. affecting hormones? Yeah. Like talk about relevant things happening in the world and how it affects your client's health. I love that. Well, I think this has been a jam-packed episode on email marketing. I would say most importantly, know your calendar, sit there and look at your promotional dates, always sit there and look, take out a calendar, go week by week. What am I sending a nurture email? Maybe you're doing bi-weekly for newsletters. I know I did that in the beginning stages of my business. And then I went through a time where I didn't send many newsletters, but I find that the best way to keep your list engaged is definitely to nurture them, to give them high value information and to also know why your client is buying, have a great product. Because when you do promotions and you do your webinars or you do leading people to a masterclass, they're going to come when the message is clear. They're going to come when your emails are clear and they're going to buy from you because you're solving a problem. So never forget that when you're showing up anywhere in your business. Guys, it's been great to be with you. If you have any questions, always drop them at yourhealthcoachbiz.com. If you have any questions about this episode, you can always reach out. I'm always available. All right, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. And guys, we will see you later. Bye guys, take it easy. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.